So, Casey, what are you doing on September 27th about 9 p.m.? Can't really think of anything except for funeral stories live at the historic 41 Athens, Georgia. What? Shut your face. How excited are you? I'm super excited. And for anybody else that's excited, you can get your tickets at 40watt.com. Go ahead and buy those in advance. $8. $8 to hang out with us. Uh, We'll be there with the courtesans, badass drag queens, such babes. Um, They'll be sharing their funeral songs with us. Uh, And the Booty Boys. So we'll be having a dance party. It's going to be a night of death, drag, and dancing. So please join us. Doors are at 9 p.m. You can get your tickets at 40watt.com. And we're going to have a ton of merchandise available. First 100 guests get gift bags full of things from our amazing sponsors like The Graduate, Homemade, Southern Brewing Company, True You Southeast, Classic City Confections, Sexy Sue's Couples Boutique, Condor Chocolates, and I'll cheers to that. Please come, guys. Yes, uh, we definitely couldn't do this without our amazing sponsors, and we certainly couldn't do it without you guys. So come on and see us. Come. We love you guys so much. Come to the live podcast. We love you. Mean it. This is Casey. And this is Laura. And if you've been listening this far, I hope you love the best of voices. But if you don't, that's all right. We're just glad to have you here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <We're> so- <laughs> we suck. So, I hate it. Oh, I hate us. We're the worst. So we're back with, um, I don't know if you've met <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, my sister Jenny. Yeah, yeah. And um, <laughs> I don't, I have not heard her say that since like 2003. So that, that's so a thing. flashback. That's a thing. Everybody let me hear you say, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Jenny. Jenny. Woo. <sighs> okay. So oh, yeah. full disclosure, we just recorded, which this your episode's gonna come out first. Laura's research on the Harry Potter deaths, and Jenny was here for it. And I had been working on a thing. Laura's yawning. I had been working <laughs> on a thing, and I wasn't quite ready to do it. But okay. So after doing the Harry Potter episode, I decided I should jump in while the water was hot. No, not a phrase. <laughs> while the iron's hot. I should jump in while the iron's hot with it plugged mm-hmm. in yep. to the bathtub. That's not that kind of iron, <laughs> I right? That's what? No, it's like irons in the fire. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. true. See, anyone that's listened, if they're still listening this far, who started with episode one, they're done knows now. I don't know phrases. Yeah. <laughs> so I can't do that. <laughs> that shit has a sailed. A bird in the hand is worth a... No, my favorite... The, a fart in the bush. My favorite was one day I looked at my old friend and I said... Uh, Oh my God, Carrie! It hit me like a bag of shit. <laughs> <laughs> and she was, she, she like just, she was, she looked like she was shaken. And she's like, "Why would anyone hit you with a bag of shit? <laughs> <laughs> bricks! It hit me like a bag of bricks, a sack of bricks. Which one is it? It's, I'm not good at phrases. So yeah. anyway, um, so today 
Okay. We are going to be talking. Okay. I want to talk about like heavy shit with Jenny, but we're trying to like ease her into it. Mm -hmm. So today we're (laughs) going to be talking about superficially heavy shit. Like our most impactful deaths in TV. Okay. Okay. So here we go. And disclaimer, we're leaving Game of Thrones out because we are going to do a whole other episode on that. Yeah. Okay. So. So not allowed. This is going to be a lot of like my favorite TV shows and ones that I know I share with you and also a couple others. Okay, cool. And I'm going to start with the ones that there's just like one death then go to the next step. So you'll follow when I get started. Oh my God, my mind is racing right now. Yeah. TV is my life. That's where all my friends live. <laughs> TV is her life. She's got no other friends. I have a few, but we also love TV. My best friend comes over and we just watch TV together. Also, Jenny and I awesome. are really, really good at writing songs. Oh my God. Why you gotta As be so jealous? Here. Why you gotta be so jealous? Tell us. <laughs> yeah, told y'all. Okay, it's so good. You cannot find us on iTunes. Check it out. It's, it's, we're a little underground. Don't yeah, check it out. Very indie. Um, how many indie kids does it take to screw in a light bulb? It's a really obscure number, and you've probably never heard of it. <laughs> Did it? Okay. But I'm just okay. By the way, Laura's episode's gonna be way better because she does more research. So I'm going to start with one of the saddest deaths that I don't know. I'm surely someone else is going to think it's sad, but it really affected me. How many are do we have on this list? Um, I didn't number them. Okay. So I have no clue. She can't count. So it doesn't matter. (laughs) She can't read. She can't count. I hate her. (laughs) That's why she watches TV. (laughs) Maybe you can be president one day. (laughs) (laughs) There's hope for me yet. By the way, guys, I'm, I think I'm smart. She's smart. <laughs> she is smart. Okay, so I'm going to start with, and when I said the show's name, okay, I'm going to do it. Futurama. Okay. Does everyone remember that show? I haven't watched it. No, I've you never, know, I remember it. Yeah, still, every, yeah, we still watch it. I was going to say, it's on, but yeah. I don't know. I don't have cable. <laughs> so, but you don't know. I've never seen it. But you know what it is. Not really. I mean, I, yeah. It's an of. animated series. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I know it's animated. There's only one but. death I care about on that whole show. So it's probably the same? I don't know. Okay. Seymour Asses. I don't remember. Okay. Seymour Asses, 1996 to 2012, was Philip J. Fry's dog. Yes, that's that's the dog. That's the only one I care about. Who I was cry. loyal and faithful. Philip the First, because of time. <sighs> Found the hungry dog circa 1997 on the streets of old New York. His breed is thought to be based off the Border Terrier. Philip the First decided to befriend him and feed him some of the pizza from the delivery oh, he was currently on, which was another prank call. Giving the hungry dog the first slice of pizza, Philip mentions that if anyone should ask that he should claim to be the delivery recip- recipient, Seymour asses. Philip eventually so we're just gonna call him Fry because that's easier Fry eventually taught him to bark sing walking on sunshine he was noted for having wet dog smell even when he was dry (laughs) when Fry later fell into a chirogenics tube where he remained for nearly 100 years cryogenics I said (laughs) (laughs) I told y'all she can't read Anyone that's ever listened to one of my research episodes know that I have to go back and be like, nope, I fucked that up. <laughs> I know what cryogenics is. I know, is. I know. Okay. okay. 
where he remained for nearly 100 years. He led members of the Fry family to the cryogenics laboratory, applied cryogenic, chirogenic, cry, God damn it, cryogenics, <laughs> but failed to convince them to examine, examine the tube, and they dragged him away. So the dog led him to yeah. the tube where he fell, and they, they were like, what the fuck does this dog want? And led him away. His petrified, his petrified remains were found by Fry in the 31st century at a museum exhibit of Panucci's Pizza at the Museum of Natural History. Professor Hubert J. Farnsworth had the clonomat technology to extract DNA from the remains and create a clone of Seymour, complete with memories, but Fry declined. Ugh, I can't. But Fry declined reasoning that since the readings indicated Seymour had lived to the age of 15, 12 years after... F- Fry was frozen. Uh, Seymour must have formed new memories and eventually forgotten about Fry. Mm -mm. The harsh truth, however, was that (sighs) Seymour had waited outside Panucci's Pizza for Fry's return every day since he was frozen, obeying his master's last command, never leaving the spot, never giving up hope. Yeah, there's like a whole like little montage of him just waiting and growing older. What the fuck is this cartoon? It's it's, so it's good. okay. It's a fucking hilarious cartoon. It's like The Simpsons. Yeah, where like it's hilarious. Everyone's like fucking ridiculous and, and shallow. Then and then all of a sudden, it's like the episode where Homer, a dead dog. you see why Homer has been working in this plant forever. Oh, Do it God. for her. Like yeah, it's it's one of those scenes where you're just like, this is not what I was. Told. I, I wasn't prepared for I this wasn't, today. Yeah. This. Okay. So I was not promised to cry. <coughs> okay. So this is from the Futurama fandom page. However, a time clone Fry created through the use of the paradox-free time travel machine Bender's Big Score <laughs> <laughs> decides to stay twelve years in the past until he eventually becomes Lars Fillmore through a failed assassination attempt by Bender Bending Rodriguez. <laughs> Okay. He's an alcoholic robot. He's an alcoholic robot, I know. (laughs) And return to the future. In total, Fry and Seymour enjoy 15 years together starting in 1997 until Bender's failed assassination attempt in 2012, during which Seymour becomes petrified in Dolomite. I don't know if I said that right. Sparing the noble dog from the cruel fate he was originally dealt. In the Simpsons crossover episode, Simpsorama, Seymour is is shown asleep in front of Panucci's Pizza, both somehow in Springfield, how it, ho, wait, Homer Simpson, Bender, Fry, and Leela finish crossing the street in front of the pizzeria. Seymour temporarily awakens, seemingly missing a glimpse of Fry mm. before returning to sleep. Aww. So he's a good I boy. Thought I'd started off on something lighthearted. That's so good, Casey. Thanks, Thanks for inviting me. <laughs> <laughs> She tricked me. Yeah. Tricked me. She I'm sorry, Jenny. Got you here with Harry Potter and was like, hey, can I just While you're Harry here. Potter, let me make you cry. I just, I wanted to start with that one because I knew that uh, anything that has to do with a dog. Yeah. Laura. Yeah. But there, there will, I mean, come on. Yeah. yeah. She's like, Laura's going to cry first. She's trying to make me. So, okay. I don't know if you watched. I'm gonna do like the mine, like the shows that yeah. didn't have a lot of deaths first, and then we're gonna go into the ones that were like, "Oh, it's an emotional roller coaster." And everything it. sucks. Okay, Parenthood. Did you ever watch? Oh no, gosh, yes. You, no, Kate. All right, there was this little theme for for like a year where Casey was like, "You need to watch this. It's so funny." 
It was funny. No, yeah. it's not fucking funny. <laughs> I watched like two episodes and I was like, this is depressing as shit. She also told me to watch, I think it was Thank You for Smoking. She was like, it's so funny. It was funny. It's not funny. <laughs> I have a pod, a comedy podcast called Funeral Stories. Yeah. Now I see yeah, the but, connect. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but this is funny. Like, well, the episode that, those, on. I don't know. Casey would be like, I don't fucking know. Have you seen How to Die in Oregon? It's so funny. <laughs> no, I would not. I think she just told me things were funny because she thought I would watch them. And then I was like, okay, two episodes out. Also, hold on. Was Parenthood the show? With the mom from Gilmore I know, Girls? I, yes, okay. Not my question. <laughs> was it Whitman. Was it supposed to be like Parenthood the movie? No. I don't remember really? Parenthood the movie. With uh, Was it? Who the fuck was in it? Shit. <laughs> I don't think I ever saw the movie. It was it, it was like an 80s movie or early early 90s movie. I could movie. be wrong. And I remember it being really funny. I remember watching it on HBO when mom and Mike were watching it. <laughs> and I remember, I thought it was really funny, but then I watched it as an adult and it's so depressing. So I was like, it's. I felt like it was probably related. Yeah, I don't but know. But wasn't Tyson Ritter on that show? What season does he start? Because I'll start on that season. <laughs> 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 he he actually was on that show yes so parenthood jenny never watched it but zeke braverman yeah when that show he was the patriarch yes he was the dad or grandpa he, well he was the dad of the he was in charge of the family he was the grandpa yeah but he dad was, and grandpa dad and grandpa show. he was both that may be the best one of the best series finales like who ever. died in the finale i yeah, he died in the very last episode. And it was one of those... Jenny, in a way that made it so beautiful, though, oh, that just brought it all together. Okay, so, Jenny, this is... It is very depressing, but I I called Mama, because mm-hmm. we watched it, like... Oh, no. Did yeah. remind you of Granddaddy? Yeah. So, Mama watched watch it, it, and right when it was done, we called each other, and we were boo-hooing. She watched it at the same time? Yeah. and But we, like, made plans to watch it on Hulu, like mm, at the same time okay. because it was because we it was very much like this is a thing that's gonna happen oh it was before what dad? it was no, before no, granddaddy died? no 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 granddaddy okay died. okay but no it was the that like we knew i think in the last couple episodes you oh. find out zeke is really sick okay. and he's he was a very like vivacious grandfather and you know yeah he was a young he wasn't like a, our granddaddy grandfather mm-hmm. um but it was uh in the sense that, like, granddaddy was a granddaddy, mm-hmm. you know, and Zeke, I guess maybe it's different in time because maybe he was like a granddaddy to those kids. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And right. now that to I'm looking age. back, I'm like, yeah, Shit, maybe that was, I don't know how old he was supposed to be in the show, but I called mama and she was just like, we were both just really like, it was kind of cathartic, but it was also just so sad because we were yeah. like, the, the way that they had the montage of all yeah. the things and like oh, and a montage will fucking always fucking montages, get me <laughs> man <laughs> they will always get me but the the that like sadness because and i don't know if you remember this or maybe i'm remember, remembering it incorrectly but it was like the family had started to kind of like fall apart but right before uh, he died and that's kind of what we experienced after my granddaddy died was mm-hmm. the family just kind of we don't see each other as much as we used to and yeah. this that well, and the other and it's I feel like that happens in a lot of families because it's like yeah that's like the little top of the bunch of bananas 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> that holds them all together. And then you suddenly there's a new patriarch or matriarch. Yeah. Well, and that's, but I think that's just, they did such a, yeah, it's sad. Yeah. And they did a really great job of like this family's anchor mm-hmm. is now gone. Yeah. And so now they're just kind of floating. Oh, yeah. And it was, but oh, they, that makes me really sad. The ball game. The ball game. Uh-oh. Uh, also, the. How many seasons is this you, show? Six? Yeah. It's not. I need to go torture myself. Yeah. yeah. All right. So I'm going to go from the untimely death of Zeke Braverman to the. More untimely death of Lane Price from Mad Men. Anyone? I watched Lane. I Mad never. Men, but now I'm not sure which who one's that Lane was. Price. I'm sorry, Casey. Lane Price. Don't you remember when they changed the name of the company? Yeah. Sterling Draper Cooper Price or Sterling Cooper Draper Price. He was the one. Okay, uh, let, let me just. After oh, Don sorry. discovered that Lane had both had been both embezzling from the company and forging Don's signature, oh, Lane yeah. was forced to resign. Yeah. Which one was Lane? Hold on. With no idea what to tell his family or what he would do afterward, Lane hanged himself in his <gasps> office. Oh, and shit. And left a bo- boilerplate letter of resignation for some of the senior staff that. to find. Ironically, Lane's death cost SCDP far more than the embezzled money. Besides the loss of a skilled partner, Lane had been under a key man life insurance policy at SCDP. This policy stated that in the event of his death, his next of kin would receive a substantial settlement payment to cover his lost wages. The policy did not stipulate that certain causes of death, suicide, would void coverage. As Lane was declared legally dead prior to Don's Monday deadline to resign, it meant he died while technically employed at SCDP. The firm had seven years to make annuity payments before it would result in legal action. Rather than face legal battles on an already questionable issue, Don elected to make a full payment to Rebecca Price. Yeah, so, I do. I, okay, yeah. I do remember so that, that scene, though, yeah, was so jarring mm-hmm. because there was. This is cinematography, and this is film direction at its finest. When I have chills, look at me right now. Mm-hmm. My Go hair is standing up because I remember because the rooms had that like glass panel at the yeah. top, mm-hmm. yeah, and you didn't. I mean, they showed him yeah. hanging, but yeah. you didn't see him hanging himself. Yeah. If I'm remembering correctly. Yeah. yeah. I think. And so you, but you know, you're like, no. Well, it's like no, in no, no. Star is Born. Oh, God. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. you know what's happening, but you're not seeing it. Through, yeah. You're seeing it through the mm-hmm. whatever. I can't. No, Star is Born. <laughs> Sorry. Casey, oh, made, Casey made me watch that. <laughs> did she make you watch it? Or did you watch it on your I watched it on my own. Okay. Gary and I went and saw it. Oh, Casey made me watch it and I was <laughs> like you into it. after it was over I was just like this is damn it this is damn it this is damn it and then of course I'm wanting to sing the songs yeah still. and I was like and stop fucking singing at me I'm having feelings so stop your caterwauling Lane Price is the same guy who plays um Chernobyl yeah in Chernobyl Lagosov I thought it was super interesting because the only two things I know the actor that plays Lane Price is is Lane Price and Mad Men and the guy from Chernobyl. Yeah. And in the first two minutes, this is not a spoiler because it's in the first two fucking minutes of the yeah. episode, he hangs himself. Yeah. And I was I like, was not. Yeah. Yeah. Because I was like, is he fucking being typecast? <laughs> like, <laughs> that he's been in a amazing. ton of. Yeah. He's oh been in a God, ton yeah. of shit. I don't know his name though. Yeah. Um, I could tell you. <laughs> he was in The Queen. He was in uh, Jared Sherlock Harris. Holmes. No, yeah, Jared Harris. Yeah. 
Oh, he's so fucking good. Hey, guys. I'm here with fan favorite and honorary co-host Cameron Harrelson, the king of sitting with your grief. So what's new with you, Cam? Hey, everybody. It's so good to be back here at Funeral (laughs) Stories for just a quick shout out and catch up. I just wanted to let everyone know that while I have left the funeral business which is sad, but, mm. you know, it's good, too. Yeah. I have continued my work as an activist. I've actually started working as a member of the Athens Pride Board, and we work to create inclusionary and safe spaces in Northeast Georgia for LGBTQ people, and I'm really excited about that work. So. That's awesome. Yeah. And you know I love Athens Pride. So oh, yes. Speaking of pride, I'm happy to let you and everyone else know that Funeral Stories has decided to donate a portion of the proceeds from ticket sales to our live podcast on September 27th at the 40 Watt to Athens Pride. Are you kidding? I promise. Uh, Casey, that's awesome. (laughs) Thank you so much. We're happy to do it. And we're actually able to do this because of some really, really great sponsors like True You Southeast. Have you heard of them? Now, you know, I like to act like I know everything, but I have to admit, I don't know who they are. Tell me more. That's okay. I really love them because they are a secular LGBTQ affirming practice that works with clients that struggle with anxiety, depression, gender identity, relationship stress, and existential spiritual concerns. God knows that I've had my fair share of those so are they located here in georgia yeah they actually are okay well uh let me pull out my phone real quick i'm gonna google them um, (laughs) and i'm sure you're gonna tell everybody a little bit more about them (laughs) of course get to googling honey so they see clients one-on-one in their decatur office but for residents outside of decatur and in south carolina they also do video sessions which is really nice and convenient considering how hard it can be for in-person therapy sometimes tell it Mm -hmm. i know they have a knowledgeable understanding and competent staff that has been extensively trained in working with our gay lesbian transgender and non-binary community okay yeah so like i've spent some time sitting over here looking on their website Mm -hmm. and they really do seem like a good company you know it's important for me with the nonprofit work i'm doing to connect individuals with people like this so i know that on the podcast you and laura actually have talked a lot about the importance of self-care and mental health so this is really cool absolutely and you know we always say that we're not professionals we're Mm -hmm. simply advocates so that's why i'm really really glad to team up with a company like true you southeast especially because they also offer corporate training and education for other healthcare professionals and we we all know those are environments where more education regarding the LGBTQIA community is definitely needed. You can say that again. So <laughs> if you need help sitting with your grief from people who are non-judgmental, accepting and affirming, this place seems amazing. Casey, do you mind if I read this one blurb that I just found on their website sure, real quick? Sure, yeah, I'd love that. Okay, it says, the simple act of sitting with someone and being heard, seen, and acknowledged is both powerful and affirming. If you don't know what to say or how to start, that's okay. They gently guide the conversation, and if you need quiet time to simply think and ponder, that's okay, mm-hmm. too. Kind of sounds like what I said, I but love we love a good professional. Yes, amen. So be sure to <laughs> check them out at www.trueyousoutheast.com. Or call them at 404-800-7586. So, Laura. So, Casey. A little off topic for us, but... Yeah. Well, I got... It's not, though, because I love to make things about sex. Yes, you do. Because that's my, I'm that bitch. Yeah. So, have you ever been to Sexy Sue's? I have been to Sexy Sue's. Oh my God, it's the best. It's the best, by far the best couple store I've ever been to. Or just like straight up sex store. Yeah, that too. <laughs> I love it because I, I, I went to my first sex shop when I, quote unquote sex shop, when I was like 18 and I remember driving there late at night because my vibrator broke. <laughs> and I went in. I must get off tonight. Honestly, though. Yeah. Like, yeah girls got to get it. Yeah. So I went 
and I walked in and felt immediately creeped out. Yeah. So uncomfortable. And I was like, I won't do this again until I found sexy suits. Yes, because they are very... There's no icky. There's no ick factor. There's no shame. No. Also, you walk in, it's like the most beautiful lighting. I'll never forget when I walked in for the first time and expected that same feeling of shame. And the first thing I saw was lingerie that fit me. Yes. Big deal. Huge deal. Very, no pun intended. (laughs) (laughs) But big deal. Like, because they carried up to size 3X. Yes. And that made me feel, and it was sexy lingerie. Right. It wasn't like your typical run-of-the-mill lingerie. It was like shit that made me feel good, and the staff made me feel good. Right, which is very important. the fact that me, as a plus-size woman, was comfortable to try on in front of someone and then ask for their opinion. Yes. They became my friends as soon as I walked in. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, it is like a very body positive, sex positive, anti-shaming safe space. Yes. Staff is very educated and non-judgmental. Yes, because yeah. I'm more of a pillow princess myself, <laughs> but I do love a pair of hot pants that, you know, you can look good while you're being inconspicuous with your sexiness. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See, me, I'm like, I want my tits out, my ass out, all of it out. Give me, you know what? I'm going to hold the dildo. I'm going <laughs> to let him know. That's what's great about sexy suits because they've got something for every kind of they sexy. Do. And if they don't have what you want, you let them know. And they'll order it they'll for you. They'll order it for you. They don't even care. They just want to make you happy. Yes. Um, and honestly, after I had Layla, things kind of died down in the bedroom. And they really helped us put the spark back in. Well, that's and they important. do that for all kinds of couples. Right. It's not just hetero couples. Yeah. Which is what I love. Do you know that they were voted flagpole uh, flagpole favorite naughty business eight years in a row? I did not know that, but I sure believe it. Hell yeah, girl. They're amazing. And they have two locations. Well, they have a sister store in Rome, Georgia. Oh, okay. Called the Love Library. <laughs> so listen, guys, if you're trying to get your groove on by yourself or with somebody else it does not matter please check out sexy sues on instagram sexy sues athens or on facebook sexy sues couples boutique and if you're local please go to 4124 atlanta highway so we love you guys bye get your groove on brown chicken chicken (laughs) so yeah Lane Price, Mad Men, super bummer. Yeah. Um, more, I'm really surprised more people didn't die in Mad Men because it was such yeah. a. Well, I mean, I'm not surprised. But oh my god, hold on. Set up for that. While we talk about Mad Men, do y'all remember the JFK episode when they were all sitting there watching? Yeah, that was so impact. Like, yeah, that was I, a I, heavy episode. I hate, I hate to say I love stuff like that, but I me too. I do. I love when like shows like. Put you in the place. Yeah. It's like, right. Yeah, absolutely. Because it was before our time. Like, and then the Marilyn Monroe, when Marilyn Monroe died, they did an episode of it. It was just, yeah. yeah. You know, and I'm I'm rewatching The Sopranos right now. And. Come closer to the microphone. (laughs) I'm rewatching. Wait, wait. You burped. And I was telling you to come closer. Three, two. So I'm rewatching The Sopranos right now. And, you know. 9-11 9-11 happened during their off filming season <gasps> and so I was like I, I remember watching it for, but I was pregnant when I watched mm-hmm. it so all foggy and 
we just crossed over to where it has already happened and they don't address it Mm -hmm. it's just an underlying thing now now they make a lot of like comments here and there about terrorism or like you know everybody's fucked up now just look at the news you know they make little passing comments and i'm like oh like I want the meat, yeah. Kind yeah. of like whereas like Mad Men literally showed the yeah. footage and then and I, sitting around and I feel the like TV. I need that. I understand why Sopranos didn't do that, but I wanted it. Yeah, yeah. it was almost because like need, too close at that time. I don't know. Yeah, but I mean, like sometimes it you had need, just yeah. happened. Mad Men was recorded. How many years yeah. after 50, the fact? Sixty so years it's later, like a yeah. nostalgia factor yeah. also, and it had actually happened while they were filming yeah. Sopranos, but off season too. Yeah, so it's and, like, and it's. Based in New Jersey, yeah. like yeah, God, I just damn. you know every now and then, like when when nine eleven happened or when nine eleven happens, but when every year on the anniversary because we lived through that shit, we were in our fundamental years when that happened, yeah. and it changed. Mm-hmm. There is before nine eleven, and there is after nine eleven. Yeah, and I, at, when the anniversary rolls around every year, I still feel yeah so much. And what I because I used to just watch like History Channel, and I'd watch the footage over and over again. In the last couple of years, I think probably since having Layla, what I've done because it didn't directly affect me, but it definitely affected me mm-hmm. indirectly and just like society and seeing people I love lose people and this yeah. that, and the other, um, or just experience grief because they were there, this whatever. Right. Um, I've gone back and watched the clips from like mm-hmm. late night TV shows. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, yeah, I have to because they are so honest and they're they're usually comedians and a lot and they of them have were to be, filmed there yes and, and they, they have to be funny and John they Stewart. don't oh god his every was time so good. yeah John Stewart it was so good so I mean we're talking about TV shows so <laughs> yeah. this is perfect for this but yeah. I, I don't know how quite to make the transition just do it but I'm gonna do it so um Breaking Bad oh fun. I haven't watched it oh my god girl take your headphones off girl <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. Girl. I haven't read Deathly Hallows or <laughs> yeah. That, at this point, at I this point, Chernobyl is one thing, but yeah. at this point, it's her fault. You know, yeah. It's I been haven't many years read Deathly Hallows or yeah. seen the final movie, and I had to hear about all the people dying. You can go through this journey, and it'll still be amazing. Yeah, yeah, it really is. But Breaking Bad's one of those shows that you cannot marathon. No, because it is so fucking draining. I mean, I would watch three episodes tops, usually two, and just have to go decompress. Like take a shower, <laughs> because there's. I'm just gonna say this: there's no fucking likable characters in that no. show. None, except surprisingly, Hank. That's my death. Yeah. Oh my fucking god. Okay. Okay. Hank is the asshole cop brother-in-law, DEA mm-hmm. agent, a DEA agent. Like obviously, who's the and brother he's set up, he's set up just. Hi- uh, of Heisenberg. Yeah. Walt, Walt. Walt. Yeah. yeah. He's set up. He's just such a douchebag. Like, <laughs> you know, like, look at those bitches, you know, just such a douchebag. Yeah. But he is the only honest with fucking any moral with any morals in that show. And morals, he fucking, yeah. I mean, when okay. he's the good character, he's and the exactly. baby, the baby is also, <laughs> no. the baby's, the baby's right. also innocent. <laughs> I want to make a quick side note before I get into Hank's death. Walt's wife, Everyone villainized her. I know. I and hated I her watching it the first I did time. Too. Rewatching it, I'm like, fuck. Yeah, like she, I fell into your trap. I felt yeah, like, like she's she's not a villain. She is a she's, woman mm-hmm. that is fucking 
going through some shit and trying to process the fact that her husband one is dying Mm -hmm. and two is fucking lying yeah and when she finds out and she has a a special needs son and a brand new baby baby. she's fucking going through some shit and we and guess what guess what skylar is a badass bitch Mm -hmm. because she fucking finds out a way to make this shit legitimate for her husband she's a caretaker yeah she she not legitimate but to protect his ass yeah she's fucking laundering money for him she's fucking covering for him because that's what you do well she's protecting you her. protect your family yeah. she's a fucking caregiver i know oh anyway i love you skylar oh, she sorry was villainized. for all the mean things i said yeah same same <laughs> okay so on breaking bad dea agent hank schrader finally arrests his brother-in-law walter white and all seems to be going as planned but things take a turn quickly when jack and todd arrive despite being caught off by walt so walt told them mm-hmm. don't come like this it's hank you know whatever yeah hank refuses to beg for his life knowing that jack has already decided to end it and walt gets away yet again so that was fucking gut-wrenching yeah because it's one of those moments which we will find throughout this episode that writers don't find any one sacred right like anyone is fair game and i feel like we always knew he was gonna die like i I didn't fucking know he was gonna die well we always knew he had the highest risk because he was he was so he he had morals he was good and even his wife like yeah like um a liability yeah yeah and but like gus i didn't think gus was ever gonna fucking die god that shit that, was such a fucking that reveal good. oh my god so good <laughs> so yeah good. i was just gonna reveal yeah i hate it okay gus ring creeped me out so bad and you know Those who else Hermanos? creeped me out what, not the name of the um was it i don't know i think i fucked that up i think you might <laughs> be right two brothers yeah yeah also mike creeped me out oh god did he uh, no, I loved his character, but also just. Do you like, ever watch? Um, what is that psycho? I mean, he he cared about his his granddaughter, but then in the he could fucking blink, shoot he was a someone in the killer. face. Yeah, like what is that? Do you remember? Scares did me. you ever watch Saul Knows Best? Um, I I've not finished it. But, I haven't but, finished it, but well, like, I barely. Started you learned it. so much more. I know. I heard it's awesome. I know. Oh my god, Mike's death. Mike's fucking. That was the most upsetting. Mike's death. Mike's death was so sad. I can't believe I didn't even talk about that because that was yeah. Wasn't that the episode where it showed them going into the parking? Yes, garage I, and out. It's and, all blurry. Yeah. So just steamrolling ahead here. God, I hope no one on this list was killed by a steamroller. Um, <laughs> Jesus. Finn Hudson from Glee. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. So God, that okay. one, and I, I watched that show and I love that show. Awful. It's awful because he actually fucking that's died. What I'm sa- yeah. That's what I was trying to say. Like that you're watching this and watching them mourn their classmate knowing that like yeah. they're all feeling these feelings because he literally died. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, I was, I was at a friend's house. Um, mm. we were having like a late night game night. We were playing Munchkin, and I was in my cups. And um, <laughs> I like that phrase, yeah. And I checked my phone and saw that uh, 
I forgot his name. Corey Monteith. Corey Monteith had died. And for some reason, I just, I was like weeping, like openly sobbing. Yeah. Well, Jenny is an empath, like, <laughs> like I am, but, and you are, but like, she feels celebrity deaths a lot. Yeah. More yeah, than others. I do. Uh, That's okay. That's right. It's okay, though. <laughs> it's fine this so is fine that one was just like a little side note because that was yeah. really fucking sad yeah um degrassi y'all never watched degrassi. no mm-hmm. you okay. did yeah you did that so, wasn't me that was you <laughs> jt york he was about to tell liberty that he still loved her but he bumped into these two students of a rival school and one of them stabbed him in the back what the oh, fuck shit. is the sad thing is <laughs> yeah the sad thing is, not school shootings, school stabbings. I mean, really? Yeah. Was this like a dangerous school? Everybody's getting stabbed and hit by cars and I don't know. stabby, stab, stab. You got Drake in a wheelchair. What do I tell you? <laughs> I mean, what was this, Lee County High School? <laughs> Shit. The sad thing is that Liber- Liberty was the one who found him on the ground bleeding. It hurt my. It hurts my heart to see, to this day, that he never got to tell her his feelings. This was written by a girl. Obviously. Was it Casey? Was her name Casey? <laughs> Dear Diary, let me tell you about what happened tonight on Degrassi. <laughs> this is Casey's middle school to high school diary, which, by the way, Laura, is fucking hilarious. I'm sure. They're all over there. Don't. Read Does them. she know about your. That's not. Poem? We're not doing that right now, Jenny. My computer's at 16%. We have to move forward. Um, immediately. Remind me to tell you about dinosaurs. Stop it. <laughs> anyway what was your oh oh my god please god y'all didn't watch Degrassi anyone watch One Tree Hill no you did some of it okay (laughs) Keith Scott yeah I don't remember I don't remember Megan Kay writes the entire episode of the school shooting was emotional and painful but then to lose such a beloved character adding in the fact that Dan shot Keith who was his brother I'm pretty sure But poor Jimmy was to blame for so long. My heart aches just thinking about it. And when Keith was talking to Jimmy and telling him that he knows how much pain he's in, but it gets better, I sob every time. Are you... Did you write this? Megan Kay wrote that. Oh, oh, okay, okay. Sorry. I thought Megan Kay was a character (laughs) on the show. (laughs) Casey, I'm sorry. I didn't know. You a bitch. I'm not trying to be a bitch, I swear. I know, I know you're not. Okay. (laughs) Just steamrolling ahead. Okay, let's go, let's go. Stranger Things. Okay. Bob Newby. <laughs> Did you watch Stranger Things? I've only watched the first season so far. Oh. And that's the second season. Yeah. Cover your ears. Plug your ears. Earmuffs. Okay. It's fun. So. That was rough. Maddox had a hard time. It was rough because he willingly risked his life. Yeah. For his girlfriend's son. And it was gory no and he knew he wasn't gonna make it out alive yeah i know like he knew <sighs> it's because sam wise i know but i know yes because he's he's a he's, he's fucking sam he's sam a token yeah I mean, sean uh, that's austin. right yeah sean astin sean but he did sean astin he really deserved better i know he did but this is not, real shit not better than her but like no, better no. than that death like I he i mean I it think, actually isn't real shit it is though so it's real for us <laughs> fair enough okay so i'm really gonna go have like go quick through this um one death i wanted to 
I wanted to read an article from AVTV Club. And this death AV is, Club. It's in, no, it's now AV slash TV Club. Oh. Well, no, it's AV Club, but this is a the TV oh, like word, AV word, slash word. backslash TV Club. Um one of the best TV episodes of the two thousands is about death, dads, and deviled eggs. Do you know what I'm talking about? It's one I know you know, and it's one that we can relate to. Uh, okay. Death, dads, and deviled eggs. You nothing? Okay. Okay, I'm gonna just go ahead. There's a moment early in Friday Night Lights fourth episode, fourth season episode, The Sun. That captures a little of that feeling talking about... I didn't read the first paragraph. Matt Saracen's father, Henry, a career soldier, remember, <sighs> has been killed by an improvised explosive device in Iraq, and family and friends have gathered in the small house Matt shares with his grandmother. They just keep coming, casseroles in hand, telling Matt that his dad was a good guy who served mm. his country honorably and kept his buddies overseas entertained. Fuck. These people knew the public, Henry, who seemed... <clears throat> who seemed kind and looked good in uniform. But Matt knew the guy who could barely stand to be home for more than a day and who complained every time he was on leave. As he watches people he barely know, knows share hugs and food, Matt turns to his girlfriend, Julie, and quietly asks, how long do these things go for? Mm. So much about this scene rings true, from the makeshift buffet thrown together from all the meals neighbors have brought to the way Matt senses that everyone expects something from him mm-hmm. that he's too stunned and exhausted to give. In The Sun, director Allison Liddy Brown follows the stylistic blueprint laid out by the series creator Peter Berg in the first Friday Night Lights episode, employing multiple handheld cameras, all capturing the moment hmm. documentary style with the operators encouraged to move in closer on faces and hands if there's something going on there. And directed and credited writer Roland Jones holds close to what the show's head writer Jason Katims prefers, keeping a loose enough structure to allow for improvisation, but making sure the scene has a focal point and at least a few lines of dialogue essential to the actual story. In the case of The Sun, the story is about how death gets processed in our culture at a macro and micro level. I love this. This is a great article. I wouldn't presume that what happens in the Saracen home is more more specific to Texas or to the American South than it is to any other part of the country or the world. But as somebody who's lived in Arkansas, Tennessee, Georgia, and Virginia for most of my life, a lot about this episode felt familiar to me the first time I saw it back in 2010, and it still seems spot on now. One of the advantages to Friday Night Lights doc realism is that it holds up to multiple viewings because there's always something else to see through all the quick cuts and roaming cameras. Each time I watch the sun, I feel like I'm peeking through a window, which occasionally turns into a mirror. Hmm. This episode is particularly attuned to the performance aspect of mourning. The Dillon, Texas community knows what to do. Coach Eric Taylor gathers his East Dillon football players after a game and has Matt's friend Landry lead them all into the Lord's Prayer. Tammy, Mrs. Coach, Taylor keeps reminding Matt that it's okay for him not, not to have it all together right now. But Julie suffers because she can't make her boyfriend feel better. And maybe because she's thinking about Coach, her father. Uh, And Matt, he tries watching an old Christmas video his dad sent and pokes at the sympathy dinner that Tammy cooks for him. But he can't yet let go of how he really feels about his father. He strongly disliked the man for almost never being around and for being gruff and distant whenever he was. Matt's sensitive and sweet by nature, so hating a person is way out of character for him. 
The whole experience is messing with his head, especially because he doesn't know what he'll do with those feelings now that Henry's not around to loathe, even from a distance. Hmm. Jesus Christ. <laughs> so it goes on and on, talks about other plot lines in the in the episode. But then it says, really the most... Uh, oh, wait, hold on. Oh, I messed that up. Oh, God, hold on. One of the best scenes in The Sun and one of the series high for Connie Britton illustrates how the Taylors both work with and stand up to flawed institutions. When Matt goes to make the funeral arrangements for his dad, Tammy tags along and listens patiently while the mortician runs through all the line items in his contract, explaining that there's no reason to worry because the army will cover the costs. When Matt gets distracted by the thought that his father's body is somewhere in that building, Tammy sends him back to the car to look after his grandmother, then turns to the funeral director and says, with all due respect, does that boy look like he can pay $9,000 to bury his father? You look me in the eye and you tell me Veterans Affairs is going to put up a $9,000 bill. We need to start over from the beginning. This is something that Tammy Taylor did often on Friday Night Lights, smiling politely while men try to make plans mm. and line po- pockets and stepping in to say no. Damn. <sighs> yes, girl, I love I her. I love her. But it goes on and I remember there was an episode or a line from the episode that I can't seem to find right now, but he said, um, I hate him. Like, I hate him so much. I, I'm so angry and I like I feel so bad that I'm so angry because there's not a face here to hate anymore. Yeah. And he says something along those lines where he's like, I can't. Oh, my God. He's not here. I can't hate him anymore. Like, I mean, I can hate him. You but can hate him, but there's I, nowhere to direct it. He's gone. He's gone. Like, and. and Fuck, that is kind of a mind fuck right now. That's what I'm saying. Like, so <laughs> I, when I was like doing this research and I came across that death and I knew because I, me and Jenny. I had watched the movie Friday Night Lights in high school, and I was like, I fucking love this movie. It's I love good. that movie. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. I love so that movie. good. And then I watched the TV show, and I remember telling you, like, you should really watch a show. Yeah. And you started watching it, and it was one of those, you know, clear eyes, full hearts can't lose moments <laughs> where you were like, we got this. But it's, it is, it's a very relatable show. And they did in that episode, I think they did because it is documentary style. They yeah. did in like very realism film directing. They did a really what? Oh, no, I'm yeah. just like, was that like one of the first yeah. shows that did it like I that? I mean, like that, and you had explosions in the sky as your fucking soundtrack. Like, no, but I mean, like documentary style, because, you know, like The Office and Parks and Rec, they do well, that. Well, I mean, they did that shit, in England before us, but it's one of the first American shows. I'm sorry, this is America. Let me say this it's one of the first dramas. <laughs> yeah, dramas. To do it. Not comedy. Yeah, yeah. first dramas yeah. to do it. And that is like this was one of the that's intense but as they, fuck they had done like when what was his name god i forget but when he jason whatever when he fucking got paralyzed mm-hmm. like they the hospital scenes they did so well so like this is a show built around grief yeah and they did it so well and they could do it so well because it was documentary style right did you ever watch it Mm-mm. no oh god it's so good what <sighs> is it streaming anywhere it's not, it was on Netflix for a really long it's time. It's not. It's not. No. Oh, man. Okay. So, I went through those. Buy the series on Xbox. <laughs> so, I just wanted to, like, chat a little bit about these deaths. Because now I'm going chat. into the two shows. There are so many more, but we can get into those separately. I'm going to start with one show of the two shows that I know my sister and I have 
connected on greatly. I don't know if you've seen. I know you've seen one of them. I don't know if you've seen this one. Lost. Oh shit! I haven't bitch. seen any of them. Okay, I'm gonna start with Boone. Ian motherfucking Summerhalder, <laughs> love of my life. Thing is, there's so many deaths on Lost. No, okay. Go. Yes, go. No, you go, and then I'll go. I was gonna say there's just so many deaths on Lost that like so I, many. I just picked three because I didn't want this to be a three-hour yes. episode because we could do. I mean, a whole podcast. You just could on literally Lost. exactly, and maybe we will. So we'll just keep it to the three deaths. Okay, Boom. I just want to say real quick. Uh-huh. Real quick, that Lost, that was the first show I had ever watched that, one, I completely obsessed over. That was the beginning of my TV You got fandom. me into it. Yeah. I watched that <laughs> shit for six years. Yeah. Like, which is nothing now. Yeah. Six years. Six but, years. But, but to be fair, <laughs> spring break. To like, be fair, the writer <laughs> strike happened during Lost yes. and because of Lost Writer, or not because of Lost Writers, but... They were huge because they were forcing them to crank out content. Yeah. That well, because they were putting, I mean, how many episodes? 23 episodes a season or whatever? Yeah. Whatever. But also, that was the, for a TV show, I, I feel like, other than a fucking bullshit-ass soap opera, sorry, soap fans, that was a huge cast. And it wasn't oh, even... giant. I mean, and it was well, like and the a character one, development and what they were asking was, of these actors. Yes, um, the the character development. I had never seen anything like that in my life. When Lost ended, I felt like I had just like graduated high school and I wasn't going to see my friends again. Yeah. Like <laughs> that's what it felt like. I yeah. cried. I, I mean, I it those was were the, the first, first characters that I attached myself to in yeah. a TV show. It was the first. A series finale viewing party I ever attended where people were in full costume. Yeah. People that normally would not, that, that are was not nerdy people. grieving over like yes, fictional over, characters? Uh, no, because. What was the first? We'll get to that. Okay. Um, I was saving that one mm. for the very last. I already yeah, know. I know. Never mind. I already know. Saving that for the very last. <laughs> okay. Um, but because uh, I'm going to cry like a baby. But that was the first time when like our fandoms really collided oh yeah that was like honestly i think it was a after it was a bonding thing (laughs) well we had gone through a lot with you moving to new york mike coming back in my life we weren't friends anymore no like she was my like provider and caretaker for so long and then she actually had a life to live and no yes and then then she was like i don't need you when i was like you're making bad decisions she's like you're not the boss of me you're not my real mom tommy died and then everything changed (sighs) yeah and i needed my sister and so I guess that's sister, sister. But yeah, so Boone's death was awful. Um, oh my god, it was awful. It was so bad. Um, but then I was going to go get to oh god, Sun and Jen. Oh. Remember? Yes. Mary Beth Kepshire on Facebook wrote. Not only did they spend three years trying to get back to each other, but we, the viewers, spent three real actual years of our lives waiting to see them reunite. Then we had to watch them orphan their daughter, whom Jen never met one week later. Mm. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And he sacrificed himself. Like, she was dying, and he could have left her there and go, like, save his daughter. 
but he or like not save his daughter but like be there for his daughter but he stayed with her yeah because he had promised her from like when the plane crashed we i will never leave you we will never be apart and he and didn't on his grave didn't on his tombstone didn't it list the date of the plane crash as his death date even though they live for yeah it was, by the way, it was, I believe, the second to last episode. Was it? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Good job, Jenny. Who's the Proud third? Or are they the third? No. Second, that was, third. That was, that was second death. Is it Charlie? Okay. It better be fucking Charlie. Not Penny's Not boat. Penny's boat. <laughs> I will never fucking ever be okay. Because, oh my God. <laughs> I'll never fucking ever I'm be I'm burying okay. myself under my weighted blanket. I'll never be okay. I won't. That Every time I Just see that. Just his face. Okay, to be fair, if, if if you haven't watched Lost and you probably I don't think you will after you if you just if you haven't watched Lost, it's not Penny's boat. Yeah, just heads up, don't go on that boat. Um, but <laughs> you probably still will because you're watching the show. <laughs> but listen, y'all. Listen. The, Charlie was one of those characters we were talking about in Harry Potter. Charlie. Or the Harry Potter episode where I was like, it's so interesting how like Snape, you start out not like not liking this person, and then you start I to like him. And he I, annoyed but, the on. shit out of me. But yeah, let me just go say ahead. what I'm trying to say. You go ahead. You start out not liking this person, not trusting this person, this, that, and the other, and then you start to learn more and more about their backstory, yes. and then you start to empathize with them, and then you end up really loving the person. Now, Snape and Charlie are not no directly but related, I, but similar it, because it holds. He was a drug addicted rock star who was selfish. He was selfish and he all he wanted was his drugs. And he was on a deserted island. Yeah, he was an addict and he was he for all intents all intents and purposes. Does that say that right? All (laughs) I was like, she's gonna fucking struggle with this. Here we go. All I almost said all intents and purposes. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. All intents and purposes. He was a liability. To these people that are trying to survive. Yeah. And but Lot, as the series, yeah, Law, yeah. Latched onto him and made Sa- him. Saved him. And that's another person no, where you have this he sort didn't of, save him. He let him save himself. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Helped him save himself. Yes. But he, by the end of the, the episode or the series, or his death. I mean, he, you what just season did he die love in? him. Four? But we see, you keep seeing him. Yeah obviously because there's four. like flashbacks flash forwards flash sideways <laughs> like did you you did or did not watch lost okay did not watch it never uh, watched it girl please watch it that's, okay yeah no, that's one i would like to go back and uh, watch it's so good go ahead <sighs> i forgot what i was gonna say <laughs> um speaking of death though i mean the last fucking episode that's a uh, fucking hell of a death that episode. is a fucking episode or a podcast all on in and of itself. Like, oh, I just, and with the church, yes. And I have, I've not. No one's gonna be able to listen to this if they haven't seen Lost. <laughs> well, that's their fault. Yeah, by I'm my, sorry. By my, yeah, by several point. years time after several years have gone, the spoilers are not on my back yeah. anymore. It's I think you, you get five years with movies and TV and ten years with books. And I am yes. very fucking like I will still not post like Star Wars big spoilers <laughs> like openly sometimes on Facebook because I'm just like. What if there's a a fourteen year old whose yeah. parents haven't done him right? Like <laughs> then I ruin it. I'm but yeah. So mm. as I crack my beer. 
We're going to possibly one of my favorite shows of all time and my greatest disappointments of all time, The Walking Dead. This okay. I'm going to start. I haven't watched any of this season. This is gonna hurt me either. Yeah, this is when this is really gonna hurt. So I'm gonna start with one of the first deaths in the show that kind of really impacted me and coming off of the Snape vibe. Oh yeah, Merle. I mean, he he sucked. Did he? He didn't. Mm. Did he redeem himself? Though? No, he didn't yeah. redeem himself. But that is when you see Daryl. Yeah, in the most raw. That, yeah, that's because what, that's his okay. brother. Yeah, okay. So it did not magnify Merle's character. It yeah, like magnified. Yeah. Boosted. But I do boosted think there was Daryl's character. Merle did start. He very he slightly had redeemed him. He was starting to redeem yeah. himself. And you were starting to feel like he is going to Yes. Almost like these writers are he's setting it up so yes. he's gonna be a part of the good guys. They know. But what also doing, with the Walking Dead, who to. who are the good guys? None of us know. Are Rick and the No, we don't know. That's, that's the point. We go like, into this forever. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> like so you you start to wonder, like, wait. Uh, is, is are we the good guys like when the whole negan thing yeah. comes oh in it's like if we had been following negan this whole time he would be the good guy exactly not the comics negan but like yeah. or, you know but, right. but like and rick would be the bad the big bad you know but yeah yeah that, that i think that was one of the most interesting aspects of the walking dead what <laughs> just to be clear casey and i have both fallen off the boat we we hung out a long time um so i don't know for me merle's death and that scene with daryl and that ugly cry oh yeah it was that has been memed and memed and memed again with good reason so i'm going from uh, it did seem like everyone's most impactful death was the one i chose for number one but i'm gonna leave it i'm not gonna do that one okay yeah i'm gonna say i don't feel like it was my number one but i'm gonna go into glenn now that was my number one glenn glenn's not my number one okay don't say what your number one is no i'm not going to okay i'm not gonna i I think i know what the number one is because Mm -hmm. i agree but um (laughs) we are sisters (laughs) and we called each other we called each other crying um no uh glenn um, Glenn was the most traumatic. Yeah. That I Okay, so that was Glenn, when Glenn I was shift Glenn's death shifted thank the you. whole yes, atmosphere and mood. So when of I was the series. It was like the fuck. But but also we knew that shit was coming. Hold on. We knew that shit was coming. So when I was doing my research, I had read multiple articles about this and every single one said that Glenn's death was it felt like two things. One, it was absolutely a turning point of the series. Yes. Yes. Because from there on, it was, quote unquote, all out war. Right. Which is what. Yeah. You know, it was it was the catalyst for a completely mm-hmm. new TV show. Yes. Um, And, and it really was. Um, it just felt and it so was so different. It was so cruel. It was, it was, Ugh. we've seen some it was, cruel deaths from I've the writer. I've never Hold seen on. any shit that fucking brutal on, t- on no, me cable either. TV it before. It felt like war porn. It, yes. And, and, but the second point that I was, I gathered from this was that it felt, we, we suddenly 
developed a distrust for the writers because yes. they wow. were teasing yeah. us. Yeah. Yeah, they, because they, they did the whole fake us. death yeah. scene before. And they, and in their minds, maybe they were preparing us, but they weren't. What they were doing... Oh, they still no. wanted to surprise us. us. They still wanted to surprise us. I get why, but... And um, some things that happened distrust. after Glenn's death, is, that's the reason I stopped fucking watching. Yeah. I'm like, all right, fuck y'all. Yeah. I mean, it, I'm not total, here for you anymore. A total distrust of the writers um, of... They're toying with us now. Yeah. yeah. We are giving you... Our time is valuable, and we're giving you time out of our day. Well, no, no. And... I, and No. I, I mean, I, I'll, I'm that person that's like... I get so angry at fans. Fans are the fucking worst. Fans bitch about every fucking fandom. But this is the one series that I'm like, no, they really fucked us. Like, yeah. Bitch, I will fucking defend the Star Wars prequels. And that's like... You're like, I will defend people Jar People hate Banks. that shit. No, I will not <laughs> defend Jar Jar. <laughs> Terrible choices. But as a whole, like, whatever. Fuck yeah. you. Like, write your own goddamn series. Oh, but, yeah. But like... They... F- I, it just... It, it doesn't feel so good. It feels... If you, if you don't icky. remember... Icky. Yeah. Glenn was brutally fucking murdered in front of his pregnant wife and all of his basically post-apocalyptic family after they killed Abraham. Mm-hmm. So it was a, it was a double whammy. They were really trying to throw us yeah. after keeping us baited for six months. Six months. Yeah. Thinking <laughs> that he died or well, we mostly knew he didn't, but trying yeah. to make us think he died. No, I'm saying, but the, yeah. it was the premiere. So yeah. yeah. So, oh, I, okay. Yes. Yeah, so yeah, after the, we thought he died under a dumpster yes. or in a dump or mm-hmm. he was actually hiding under a dumpster. It was a whole fucking shit show. Um, but Glenn's death was gut wrenching for so many reasons because he was the last of the moral compass. Absolutely. Yeah. He and, was the moral compass. He was the only, what he was the only one who had, not killed never killed never a killed a live person yeah yeah, yeah. well yeah human like yeah yeah oh yeah a human. living human like yeah. yeah he was the moral compass and you can't be the moral compass on this show as evidenced by that, number one no, but we're not getting to that yet because <laughs> i got two more coming oh, f- oh okay five lizzie oh and one of the more twisted storylines on the show, Lizzie Samuels was a young girl who thought the dead did not pose a threat. To prove her point, oh, she murdered God. her own sister, Mika. 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 Yeah. And yeah, planned to kill awful. Judith as well. Realizing she was a threat, a tearful Carol ended up shooting Lizzie in the back of the head in a very, very of flowers. Of Oh, wait, of Mice and Men. Was a, a very of Mice and Men moment. Yeah. And that was... I, we even talk about that on that episode. I where, think we do, yeah. Where because I was like, that reminds me of Lizzie and Carol. Yeah, she look at the river. Look at the no. She says, look at look the, the flowers. flowers. In, but oh. in the in oh, of yeah, my okay. Minis, look yeah. at the river. Look at the flowers, Lizzie, and she's just standing there. It's with awful. The, I think Melissa McBride deserves a she goddamn deserves, Oscar for she, that performance. Well, it would be an Emmy, actually. Oh yeah, Emmy. That's where I was going with that. <laughs> I almost said Academy Award, and Girl, I was like, "That's not what it's called. It's called an Oscar." And after that episode, <laughs> after that episode, I was like blowing up fucking Twitter, which I don't fucking do. Blowing up Twitter, saying that Chad Coleman and Melissa McBride deserve fucking Emmys for that shit. Yeah, that fucking episode which in the comics they're romantic partners i know and that was the fucking beautiful thing about it because she admits that she killed 
his girlfriend in and you think he's gonna fucking just take the gun and shoot her and do you know what their puzzle was the puzzle they're putting together that whole episode you don't know this Mm -mm. holy shit about to blow casey's mind come close to the mic I'm about to blow Casey's mind. Not that close. Okay. Well, I'm about to blow Casey's mind. Hello. Um, no, you know how they're putting together yes. that puzzle mm-hmm. throughout the whole episode? That's gross. The, the actors did not even know this. They were like putting it together in between takes and in the takes. And as they got towards the end of, or towards wrapping or whatever that day. <laughs> okay. It was, it was a photo of Sophia. Oh, Carol's daughter. Yes. Shit. And they didn't, oh, they, like, the God. actors didn't even know. <sighs> yeah. Which, okay, Sophia was on the list, but I didn't mention her because. Yeah. I, this show has gone on so I know. long. But, and, but, like, she had oh, to kill a little girl. And that was her. And, and she is. And that just. That's like a. a and a, she watched. That's how far she's come. She, yeah. And she watched her little girl zombie little girl gets shot in the head yes. and that is when she crumbles into Daryl's arm and she yeah. and, the, and like the arms. the, the right, he has two arms the difference between <laughs> two glorious arms two but beautiful arms two but Con- the heavily contoured arms I don't give a fuck I'll contour that shit and fall right into them but the difference between season one Carol and like yeah season five was that four five, or five? five that was five no season four episode 14 thank you season four Carol like it's <laughs> Her character growth is one of my yeah. favorite characters. It's like Carol, Buffy, fucking Katniss, fucking Leia. Like these are my bitches. Yeah, Same. there's more. Arya, Arya. I do, I oh, do love Carol, and that's the Carol only reason of, I want to keep watching because I've heard her character growth yes. is yeah. I know. I I always said I would never stop watching unless like if Carol dies, Ooh, I fucking run. That's what, done. Like, I don't like. I'm sorry, Norman love you i really do but if if carol, carol dies, dies we riot i'm fucking out daryl daryl's time has come and gone <laughs> i mean i love looking at him and he is interesting he's a great character before i get to my most impactful death i do have to bring this one up because apparently it was everyone's most impactful death which i was shocked by until i kind of tapped into me <laughs> I hope it's the same one I'm thinking. No, no, no. This isn't number one. This was everyone else's. This isn't my number one. This was everyone else's. Rick's wife, Lori, survived after both the survivor camp and Green Farm were overrun. She became pregnant during that time and thought the prison would be a safe place to give birth to and raise a daughter. This was everyone's number one? When walkers attacked the prison, she, Maggie, and Carl got separated from the rest. Lori went into labor, fearing that a stillborn baby would reanimate and rip her apart from the inside. Lori pled with Maggie to conduct an emergency C-section. Maggie hesitantly cut Lori open and delivered a healthy baby Judith. Dying from blood loss, Lori uttered her final words to Carl. You're so good, my sweet boy. Best thing I ever did. I love you. I love you, my sweet boy. I love you. Good night, love. So, like, as a mother... Yeah, I get it. That makes me sad. And then Carl then shot his mom in the head to prevent her from reanimating. Yeah, okay. He then had to tell his despondent dad that she had died. Yeah, so like I get why that would be the most impactful because there are several layer layers of fucked there, yeah. but to me personally it was not. No. Um I hated Lori. 
the whole fucking series mm-hmm. like i mean the whole series the whole time she was on the show hated her because at the time i had a two-year-old mm-hmm. and i was just like where the fuck is your kid where the fuck is your kid it's the zombie apocalypse why is he not right <laughs> like five you. feet outside of your like sorry this is the time to helicopter parent okay whatever if ever there were a time this is the time like keep yeah. the baby safe that's your one fucking job but I hated I could, her, hated yeah. her, hated her, hated her. And I was just like, I can't wait till she dies. I can't wait till she dies. And then her death scene happened. And I was like, this is not what I wanted. This is not the way. <laughs> this is not I how I wanted This is not what I wanted. And that was awful. Yes. And they yeah. did a good job of like, because I think everyone hated her. I mean, I don't know. I, I assumed everyone hated her. I was just. But yeah. I think they wrote her to be fucking hated. Yeah. And then they're like, well, they didn't. I'm sorry. I don't know if they knew they were writing Andrea to be hated too. But like. A couple of the, it that pissed me off in the beginning. They wrote the female characters just Shit. to hate them. It, thankfully, Carol, but yeah. like, but they, but they, it's just not fair. But look, like, even when they wrote Carol, they wrote she was her annoying. as an abused victim, yeah. Yeah. like who like just came, like who got like, strong mm. from her fucking yeah. No, yeah. thank you, no fucking thank you, writers. No, I fucking you. see you. So, <laughs> but my, my computer just died, but luckily okay. I texted myself. <laughs> well this before oh go ahead but like okay <sighs> i hate it anyway i hated her i didn't want to see her die like that but i did want to see her die and also like carl made me crazy when i was when when mm-hmm. i was first watching it when it came on and then re-watching it like now that my son is like that age i'm yeah. like oh now i'm like because i was like where the fuck is carl carl's always running away and now i'm like oh god carl sweet boy like go get him it is crazy how like your life changes can change your perspective yeah. on a show well oh, how yeah. you like receive any the information yeah. yeah yeah you process things differently once mm-hmm. you become it's a the parent same thing with like reading a book over and over or, or for sure no or like you process things different for people that aren't parents you process things differently when you find a partner yeah mm-hmm. do you know what i mean or you have a best when friend your priorities or, change yeah. or your you Just know any major whole outlook yeah. yeah yeah okay so number one and i know jenny fills me here Herschel Green. Herschel motherfucking oh, Green. Yeah. Who, by the way, I'd like to take this moment to say, rest in peace, Scott Wilson. <gasps> I had the pleasure of meeting you. He asked and, us to go out for drinks. And, Aww, and, and we couldn't. <laughs> we couldn't. Um, I wish we had. He was... Oh, he was a pleasure. One of the, he was one of the kindest people. Like, he... <laughs> He, first of all, we I had, wanted him to walk me down the aisle. Yeah, because he felt like my dad or like the dad I wanted. Is he your TV dad? Because yeah. my t- do you want to know who my TV dad is? Yeah. Oh, it's I'm sorry. It's Admiral Adama from Battlestar Galactica. The end. Love that guy. <laughs> she has no idea. No idea. Great guy. Super happy for you. Jimmy. Edward James almost. That's EJO. EJO. <laughs> yeah she for real mm-hmm. okay so i cried when i met him i cried and i was trying to take a picture with him and he took the cigarettes out of my hands and my purse and he was like let's put this down first because <laughs> i was just like <laughs> so he was a true dad he's my dad that's my dad <laughs> that's so cute okay so as we've learned with the walking dead you cannot be the moral compass 
However, <sighs> so Herschel Green's death. When the prison is taken over by the governor, <sighs> Herschel, what? I'm just, remember when the governor was the big bad guy? Yeah. Oh, God. Now we want the governor back. Can we just go back? <laughs> Which, by the way, back. David Morrissey is fucking fine as fuck. He was on Doctor Who too. <laughs> I, when I met him, I was like, I could just eat your clothes off. Did you touch him? Did you say eat your clothes off? I wanted to. They're made of. Me and Mama were both like <sighs> fruit roll ups, <laughs> just like, and he could Casey feel it. Loves fruit roll ups. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, <laughs> actually, okay. I wrote this and did not finish the sentence, so I'm just going to tell you because it's not like I fucking forgot what happened. Uh, Michonne and Herschel were taken captive, and then the governor took over the prison in season three. Yeah, in season three. God, it feels so long ago. It does. It it was Was season three three finale. Yeah, because season four is when they start out in the house. Oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Okay. After Rick's all fucked up. Yeah. God, so many seasons. Because Andrea died in season three. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> okay, in se- when okay season three finale when the he has captured Herschel and Michonne, and the prison is taken over. He has Herschel and Michonne. Is it is it called hogtied when your legs and your arms are mm-hmm. tied and yeah. you're on your knees? So he has them hogtied. Well, I think hog it's when oh, you're on okay. your belly. Okay, so doesn't he matter. They all tied up. So he was hands behind his back, legs are tied together. They were on their knees, and Herschel is an old sweet. He's man. an old man, oh my gosh. and he's also a father who's who protected them, anyway, and who doesn't even have grandbabies yet. I know, I know, and a veterinarian. I'm sorry, yeah. all the things. He's all the things. He's important. And a farmer. He's important. So <laughs> when. When the prison is taken over by the governor, because they just straight out assault them, and the governor has Michonne's katana, yes, which is like her thing, as everyone in this room knows. Well, I'm but people, I know, I know, know. yes, and he has it to Herschel's throat. Um, Everyone else, Rick and his daughters, and everyone is standing there watching this happen. Basically, a hostage, basically a hostage situation. And Rick says, we let go of all of it and nobody dies. He's bargaining. He's like really trying to get the governor not to kill Herschel. We let go of all of it and nobody dies. Everyone's alive right now. Everyone's made it this far. We've all done the worst kinds of things just to save lives, but we can still come back. We're not too far gone. We can turn back. I know we all can change. The camera turns to Herschel, bound and on his knees with Michonne's katana to his throat, zooms in on his face, and he begins to smile. Mm. Camera zooms up to the governor, who for a moment you think may be taking no. in what he's saying. Fucking asshole. Makes eye contact with Rick, looks down at Herschel. Then the governor says, liar, and decapitates Herschel. Ugh. Beth cries. This is all in silence. Maggie screams yeah. in silence. It's a muted scene and all war breaks out. Yeah. Oh, God. And uh, so, as we all know, the beloved Scott Wilson, who played Herschel Green, who had many uh, famous, very integral 
roles in film history. Oh, yeah. Were, I mean, he was in Truman Capote's In, in Cold, Cold Blood. Blood. He was yeah. one of the... He he was a villain in that yeah. movie, which is weird to see, knowing but, who he like, is. But that's the kind of actor he is. He can play a role. But he was so young and, like... Yeah. Yeah, those murderers were, like, young mm-hmm. and... Mm-hmm. But he's a great actor. And when he died, excuse me, in his uh, program at his funeral, they had a quote. Oh, I'm going to cry. At Scott Wilson's funeral? At Scott Wilson's funeral, this quote was in his program. You step outside, you risk your life. Yes. Oh, my God. You take a drink of water, you risk your life. And nowadays you breathe, you risk your life. Every moment now, you don't have a choice. The only thing you can choose is what you're risking it for. Oh, my God. So, was that like his pinnacle role? He he thought. Oh, yeah. He said that. He said that in the Q&A at Cine. Oh, yeah, like you're right. He did. He said, her. the only reason any of y'all are here is because of because Herschel. Of Herschel. Like, oh, and he was God. so grateful for that role. And because... So many people attached themselves to him because he was the dad, like a yeah. good dad. He was flawed. Yeah. He had his flaws. He had... He was know, an alcoholic. Yeah, he was a recovered which alcoholic. in real life, he struggled he, with... Yes. He got a DUI. Yeah. In Peachtree City, like... Yeah. But, like, yeah, the Herschel character, you know. He, oh, yeah. He was... But he did what... A deeply flawed man, but who did what was right and who was a good dad. Yes, and, and to speak to Scott wants. Wilson... <laughs> To speak to Scott Wilson as a person, he took his craft and used mm-hmm. it to better himself. Yes. Because that was, I mean, we, when we were at the, uh, I forget what it was called, but the falls, the like, where they filmed the season finale. Yeah. Of where they, this is not a democracy. After the farm, yes. The de- this is not Rick- a democracy. Yeah. This is a rictatorship Rick-tator scene. <laughs> but they said, the they told us that the night they had the final party that Herschel stayed in his his trailer mm-hmm. because he didn't want to drink. He was trying to stay sober. What? You have to explain, like, where we were was a, 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 a film, scene, a yeah. scene or, or a place, a location where they had filmed yeah. the, this is not a democracy. It's filmed in Georgia. Yeah. Yeah. And it was the owners of, of the that property. location. Yeah. And they were telling yeah. us that he stayed in his trailer and yeah. w- didn't come to party because he was trying to stay sober yeah. mm. and i mean he didn't die from alcoholism no. or anything like that he was an older guy and his, his, he and his struggle. wife love story like the sweetest couple and it's it's fucking sad when anyone dies it, it's even sadder when it's a tv dad you love it's killed in a brutal way and then several years later when the actor dies in real life yeah, that you happen to have had the privilege of meeting. Yeah, that goes many layers there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, there's a lot to unpack there. Yeah. So, um, before we wrap up The Walking Dead, are there any other deaths you'd like to mention? I mean, I feel like I'm drunk. Oh. <laughs> there's so many, but like what? Chad Coleman's death was hard. That was that whole okay. Sonequa. Hold on. Tyrese yeah fucking Tyrese that whole episode you saw him die from his point of view yeah and and that was I'd never seen anything like that yeah that was I mean like on TV especially like that 
Shane. That one affected me for a long time. Shane, yeah. yeah. But Tyrese's episode, man, because you it was from his point of view. Yeah. That how was, about how about Sasha? Yeah. What a badass bitch. Yeah. She fucking takes the pill. Yeah. And in hopes of killing Negan. Yeah. In a in a fucking coffin. Yeah. They have her in a coffin. That's crazy. Talk about a funeral fucking story. Carl. Yeah. Carl. Oh, well, that's where I stopped before yeah. that. I was uh, like, no, fuck that. I got like two weeks behind and then I was like, spoiled <coughs> all over the internet and I was like, oh, I'm not I didn't watch up it. for that. I didn't watch no, it. No, because that's not how it's supposed to happen, but go ahead. Sorry. Carl. I was just saying that was uh, impactful when. Yeah. So you, I think I, I, you had said something and I was like, I didn't watch it. And you were like, oh, I'm sorry. And I was like, no, you can tell me. Cause like, I'm already done. And yeah. you told me and I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Like what and why and how? Yeah. Like it, to me, it just feels like he was, he was supposed to be the yeah. future. Right. And, and now what they did like a seven yeah. year time jump or something. And rick's gone and and but they did apparently the show's gotten better they scott gimple is no longer the showrunner they put a uh some woman is now the showrunner some woman i don't know her name it's a woman <laughs> and i say some woman because like maybe that's what we need a fucking woman to yeah, run yeah. this show like and so now we have a woman running the show and i don't know it could be better but the walking dead was one of my first shows that I watched where I was like, like gutted when yeah people I love died. Characters died. So I'm gonna what? Oh, um, what? What were you, you gonna say, you Jenny? Were, I, I was gonna say one of the show. I mean, one of my biggest fandoms ever is Doctor Who. Oh yeah, the Tenth Doctor. Just the Doctor. Because yeah, but no, that was one of the things I had researched, but I was saying oh. it because I was like, God, Jitty and I are like, we could do a, yeah. Yeah. I still, I wish you would watch it, but the doctor, like he's constantly, like he's alive. He's like over what, like 1200 years old now, but even though he's constantly the same person he's he died he's died so many times you have to you have to get attached to a new character every or a new not a new character personification you have to get attached to your doctor a new all over again all over again and then you have to watch him essentially die yeah but then well because the people around him are dying no no like people don't get older, the people around him don't get older and die. Most people don't get that much older around him. Oh, <laughs> okay. Unfortunately, so we'll do a separate the, the, Doctor the, Who the, episode. The, I, I like. I want to go back and watch them, so I think it'd be cool to do. Yeah, that as a whole. Episode. But like he regenerates. Yeah. So you lose that personality. You 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 lose that doctor that you've attached yourself to, and then you have to suddenly it's the same character, but it's. Someone new. It's someone new, and it's 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 like getting a dog immediately after your fucking like oh, fifteen yeah. or sixteen year old dog dies. Yeah. You're like, you're not my dog. Which yes. you know, you're not like yet. yeah. It's, That's why she had to wait so long for Rupert. <laughs> Sir Rupert, <laughs> well, it's not Rupert. Lord Rupert. What is it? I, when you showed Rupert. Layla that picture of Rupert, I thought for sure she was gonna be like Clyde because she she still Aww. talks about Clyde like we'll just be randomly on a Tuesday driving in the car and she'll go 
Lola's dog died. <laughs> I loved Clyde. Clyde was a good boy. <laughs> and it's this, and I always have to text Laura like, well, like, let's talk about Clyde again. Like, because they were boys. Uh, they yes. were boys. They were. they were. Yeah, and she, she asked me the other day, Laura, I didn't text you because I didn't want to make you sad. She just, no, wait, you were in London or in uh, UK. And uh, she texted me and she said, or she, nope, I didn't text you. She said to me, Mommy, is Laura, what's Laura's dog's other name? What's Laura's other, other dog's name? I said, Lucy. And she goes, is Lucy so sad Clyde's dead? <laughs> and I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, baby. And then she said, why do dogs die? Oh, and that was a whole conversation. I was like, God, I, God this I podcast is not this. helping me explain things to children. Uh, I can talk to adults all day. But. Yeah, but children is a different thing for sure. And she's 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 so obsessed with Mimi's going to die. Oh, no. She, we were in the car the other day and she goes, Mommy, Mimi died. And I said, no, she didn't. Daddy's grandma died. And she goes, is Mimi dead? And I said, no. So I had to FaceTime Mimi because she did not believe me. And she was like crying. That she thought Mimi was dead. Goodness. So we had to FaceTime, and I was like, God, oh, this is going to be hard. <laughs> anyway. So to wrap things up, I wanted to share my personally most impactful TV death, which I was, I don't, what, 16, 17 at the time, and 16, and Laura. Happened to be there with me. I went through two whole boxes of Kleenexes, a roll of tissue paper, and then started using my own socks because I was crying. Laura was there? Yeah. So at our house on Robin Ridge, I was so... so she saw me be a fucking asshole. Okay. Oh, surely. Cool. Um, But I was so hysterical because... And I feel like that if you don't know this show, if you didn't watch this show, I'm going to sound like a straight up loser and i'm okay with it no <laughs> um dawson's creek fuck yeah uh the series finale which like how very dare they <laughs> <laughs> when jen lindley died first of all it was a two-hour finale yes it was had i done it today i would have prepared food for everyone <laughs> There would have been decorations. That was your first show, though. It was, yeah, it was this your was show. my first. That's yeah. why I, when you said Lost, you're like, was that? And I was like, mm. I know. As soon it as you were like, no, I was like, oh, right. I remember. <laughs> my bad. But I honestly think the way that that show ended scarred me for so long yeah. from yeah. watching more shows because I was like, I had no idea. Shows hurt you. Fictional. <laughs> they do. You get so attached to people. Fictional things can really so i will only read autobiographies so (laughs) i'm just gonna read and yeah that oh god i I killed so many people i would read i would read an autobiography and the person would die she read the christopher reeve biography or autobiography and he died immediately come on that was she read the anna and nicole smith one and she died immediately and i was like like, the next day fucking killing people (laughs) but do you know how many courtney love Autobiographies yeah, I've read. And Andy Cohen. Baby, honey, you honey, you can't yeah. kill that bitch. <laughs> you ain't shit. You're right. You're right. So we we did, uh, you and who, who else was, did Leanne come Leanne. Over? Leanne. Yeah. It was Leanne. Oh, sweet Leanne. Leanne and Laura. Leanne who? Um, yeah, y'all came over and I just, I just remember being like, I'm so glad my friends are here. This. <laughs> and, but you watched Dawson's Creek. Yeah. You followed it. So yeah, you were there on that ride, but you were, you had no you idea how deeply I could feel. 
<laughs> that was four. one of the first forays into Casey's feels. Oh my god, my ENFP. But you and Leanne and I were really the only people I knew that watched it. Yeah, but it it was one of those so. things where like I had no shame. Oh no! But it was also it was two hours of just reminiscing. Yeah. On years of like, how long was it on? I'm trying uh, to remember. It was so. God, hold on. I'm trying to think. The first four seasons were high school, and then they had college year, like not say, but so what, like height, seven but years. <laughs> it was Probably seven, six was like, to eight. Yeah, somewhere in there. It so was. Yeah, six, I, I'm trying six. to think because I seasons. literally bought every season for her. Yeah, yeah. I have six seasons. I almost so six seasons. died, but they came out. You, is okay. it? Is it? I almost died. Literally, almost died. Going to buy her. <laughs> one of the seasons for her birthday <laughs> on DVD because they did not have nowhere in Waycross had it. So I had to drive to Brunswick and it was like record breaking winds and I had to go over that fucking bridge and my car was like Because you had that tiny ass car. <laughs> I had a, a car that sunfire. weighed ninety six pounds. Okay. <laughs> okay, you're coming from Waycross how how are you why were you going over the bridge? To Brunswick? Yeah. Coming from Waycross? Why is that a question? That's the only way we ever went. I'm like, why is that oh, a there's so many shorter ways to get to Yeah, them. but we never knew those ways. Okay. Oh, it's like... now knowing where you live and how you get to Brunswick, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. But now... I only knew one way. We didn't have GPS, Yeah, Cora. We didn't. We didn't have anything. We map-quested it one time. time. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, you... I think, yeah. <laughs> I even if I was going, like, to... Like, nope. Exit. You had to map quest it one fucking time, and then you're like, that shit goes in my glove <laughs> compartment. I always call it the glove department. And it's my glove stupid. box. My glove box. Oh, right, right. The glove box. So much easier. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> the glove box. You put those directions in there, and it's there forever. Yeah. And that's the way you go forever. I mean, this was what, 2004, 2003? Yeah, 2004. I guess so. Like, 2003. Yeah. Yeah. Like, the fucking. Yeah, Who's uh, a I called on cue. It's oh the only God. place in Waycross they didn't have it. And I was like, gotta go to fucking Brunswick. Because you couldn't Amazon Prime right. shit. And get well, it. also because I didn't even Children decide to buy it, like, to what I was going to buy until that day. Yeah. I got, I, like, uh, like, it was the scariest fucking storm I've ever driven in. It was like torrential downpour on the fucking ocean. And like the winds on that bridge, this bridge mm-hmm. is... What? They shut it down when they get to to wait. Well, they should have shut uh, it down. Mama because my had, car was moving. <laughs> Mama had an aunt, a great aunt that died on the original. Not that bridge. Yeah, the original. The original. Bridge. Because it was yeah. a drawbridge originally, yeah. and they there was a whole bunch. It was like in the seventies. It was a like no, I thought a it was disaster. earlier than that. No, it was the seventies, no. I believe. And a drunk barge driver guy ran into it and all these cars like i mean the bridge collapsed and all these cars went in and it was somebody in our it was a drawbridge until like then until the early 2000s well it collapsed in the 70s and wow some distant family member was on it and shit so that's why mama rolls her windows down when she goes over a bridge like you can't you can't get out when that shit be pouring in, you got to get one of those. Um, Could you? Oh God, I you got to get one breaker. of those window breakers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think need, think about Casey having a baby in a car seat. Don't tell me to think about anything. Okay, <laughs> okay, let's get back to. <laughs> don't tell me what to do. <laughs> let's get back to the original thing here. Let me center myself. Fucking mind police. Now I'm all <laughs> distracted. Get back in your microphone. 
So Dawson's Creek, for some reason, was the first show that I really attached. Yeah, I attached myself to because I just, first of all, I love Pacey Witter and I still to this day love Joshua Jackson. I've Mm -hmm. watched The Affair. Same. Mighty Ducks, bitch. Mighty Ducks. But like, (laughs) when I watch The Affair, like, I want to be empathetic to other, it's on Showtime. You should watch it. I want to be empathetic to other people on the show, but all I can do is be mad. Because I'm like, how dare you hurt my husband? Die mad, girl. Die mad about it. (laughs) No, but once you watch it, you'll understand. Like, I I watched a few seasons. I I got over it. Yeah, I haven't watched it. It just made me feel too icky. It does. They do a good job of that. But wasn't he in Fringe? Did you watch Fringe? I didn't. I just thought about him every night. (laughs) <laughs> Joshua Jackson count. if I could pick a husband like a celebrity husband mine is Joshua Jackson without a fucking remember doubt remember the skulls with Paul oh, yeah. <laughs> R.I.P. R.I.P. Paul Walker. Also, another fucking night, my drunk ass wept openly in public. Mama's 60th yeah, birthday party was Paul when Walker. Paul Walker died. And I was like, I don't give a single fuck about those movies, but uh, I was just so sad. that I mean, it was Paul he died. Walker. The way your um, Maddox is into Will Smith, one of our little... Uh, or <laughs> is it... Like Paul Walker, like that. He's so cool. Yeah. He's, yeah. He's, like, he's so cool. Yeah. It, it was heartbreaking. Yeah. Watching the finale with Laura and Leanne, it, oh, I don't know why. I, I still, like, I haven't watched it in probably 10 years. It's because time. It makes me so sad. And it is time, especially after doing this research but so jen lindley who mm. everyone jennifer. started jennifer grams called her jennifer jennifer but jen was the new girl in town in the beginning <laughs> and she was blonde and pretty hated her boobs, uh portrayed by the fucking flawless and beautiful michelle williams yes. which we could do a funeral stories episode on her alone god damn god right. rest in peace heath ledger Oh, God. Um, R.I.P. Gone too soon. Seriously. But, okay. Sorry. Jen Lindley. In the two-part series finale set in 2008. So, in the future. In the future. It was yeah. in the motherfucking future. Were there hoverboards? <laughs> in the two In the two-part finale series set in 2008, the gang learns of Jen's fatal heart condition. Pulmonary congestion. After she faints during Gail Leary, for Gail, mm-hmm. Gail Leary's second wedding, Jen, now the single mother of a one-year-old daughter, Amy, I'm gonna cry. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> ends up hospitalized and reveals to Jack, <gasps> Jack, her best friend, who was like a gay boy, who that like <laughs> back when gay boys. You know, we're not in every single yeah, show like, ever. Yeah, like uh, reveals to Jack, her best friend, that there is nothing to be done to save her. I can't. Oh shit! <laughs> Leaving Amy in Jack's care. Jen dies with Grams at her side on May Fourteenth, Two Thousand Eight. The show ends. Ugh. <laughs> 
course it's fucking montage montage <laughs> fucking montages <laughs> with her reading a letter it's like a video uh, she made for her oh daughter. that's right the letter reads hi amy it's mom it's like a video oh yeah. that's right well, by the time you see this, I won't be here anymore. Fuck. And I know how much that sucks for both of us. I'm going to fucking lose it. You've yeah, already you lost it, it, honey. It's fine. Just keep going. <laughs> so is seeing how I won't be around to thoroughly annoy you, I thought I would give you a little list of things that I wish for you. Oh, well, there's the obvious. An education, family, friends, and a life that is full of the unexpected Be sure to make mistakes. Make a lot of them because there's no better way to learn to grow. All right? And um, I want you to spend a lot of time at the ocean because the ocean forces you to dream. And I insist that you, my girl, be a dreamer. God, I've never really believed in God. In fact, I've spent a lot of time and energy trying to disprove that God exists. But I hope that you are able to believe in God. Because the thing that I've come to realize, sweetheart, is that it just doesn't matter if God exists or not. The important thing is for you to believe in something. Because I promise you that that belief will keep you warm at night. And I want you to feel safe always. God damn it. (laughs) Literally. And then there's love. I want you to love to the tips of your fingers. And when you find that love, wherever you find it, whoever you choose, don't run away from it. (laughs) But you don't have to chase after it either. You just be patient and it will come to you. I promise. And when you least expect it, (laughs) like you, like spending the best year of my life with the sweetest and the smartest and the most beautiful baby girl in the world, you don't be afraid, sweetheart. And remember... To love is to live. Casey's in her field. And right wear now. sunscreen. <laughs> <laughs> right? Oh my God. We should do a funeral funny. stories on wear sunscreen. The part that I remember so much is when she, uh, when Jen goes to Pacey and she starts to kind of lose it. And Pacey says that him and Amy will have dinner every Friday <laughs> night or something oh, like that. Oh, she's done. You killed her. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> she is open faced crying in her hands open faced but that's the part oh. I remember that gets yeah. me Casey's immaculate mascara is all over her face right now I'm just so sad no I know I'm just I'm giving them a visual yeah I mean it makes me so sad and this is so dumb because like it's of not all so the dumb. shows I know but like I've watched some very very well written shows it doesn't matter some- it's not so dumb you I shut know. your mouth. But I'm just saying Dawson's Creek. It Dawson's was Creek was iconic, fucking amazing. Iconic, but like yeah. maybe not the best written show. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, they might have jumped the shark at some point. Was, but no, know, but we all watched fine. it till the end. Yes. We and all. It was. But also any. Important any, to your life at that moment. That you Yeah. Were, you yes, grew exactly. up with that show. It's like growing up with Harry Potter. Well, and, growing and, up and with also, Law. Like, also the thing that like is. Not upsetting, but like that just resonates with me is 
I don't know why, but for some reason, I always related to Jen. I started watching it when I was the new girl in town. Like, this whole, like, I just felt like people didn't like, like, some people didn't like me. I wasn't, like, they, and I also don't like how they, I never liked how they portrayed her as, like, a floozy. Like, well, this was a different time. Yeah. And I never liked it. It made me feel uncomfortable. And I always. you didn't want to be a slut. I always liked her and always liked that she was like unapologetically yeah. herself. And right. she was like, I'm sorry, I'm not from your fucking stupid small town, which I felt like I moved to a really small town. And to me, it was like, I mean, granted, I didn't move from a big town, no, but it was bigger you moved from a smaller town. Yeah, but it was right outside of a big town. Yeah. Like the closest big town was an hour away where we moved to. Yeah. And and I was like, I've I've actually met people that know things and yeah y'all are all judging me and it right. and i just kind of like related to her and now like i don't like i don't want to watch it again because i have a fucking daughter now and that it, it killed me back then watching her talk to her we're, oh gosh you, you, <laughs> we're re-watching yeah. it surprise i don't have enough tissue I got you. We're going to go to Sam's Club tomorrow. We'll go to Sam's Club and we'll buy a year's worth of tissue. A pallet of Kleenex. A pallet of tissue. I'm telling you, God, my lashes are coming off. You know, and that's so, that's kind of crazy because I hated Jen. I know. For so long. Like three seasons. The first three seasons. Hated. I was just like, shut the fuck up. I mean, she got whiny. Believe (laughs) me. Every time she talked, I was just like, get out of here. I fucking hate you. (laughs) like no but like do you realize she was that when he when Heath Ledger died his daughter was the same age as the character the first major oh, character wow. she played so she killed him that's not at all what I was saying but like can you, you are, like yeah I know no her uh, her her actual story is so tragic yeah and Jen Lindley's actual story is tragic well Yes. Freak you out when I take my lashes off? No, I thought you were actually pulling a really long hair off your face. <laughs> and I was like, why is it pulling your eye? Like, <laughs> Jesus. I just pulled my lashes off for everyone that oh. can't see this, who is everyone that's listening. <laughs> <laughs> if you're still with us. Uh, you're probably gone. Oh. Um, but if you never watched Dawson's Creek, try it. If you haven't, cool. I mean, if you have... <laughs> If you have, then you... It's worth a, it's thing. worth a watch, guys. Yeah. But the problem just is, is if take you take yourself out of your everyday, normal, now life and just, you know, just if you scoot like, right back to 16, you, 18 years ago and just uh, chillax. Get on the creek. Just if, chillax. If you watch season two through six, you are... You should watch one t- also. Well, I'm... Let me fucking talk for a second, sister. Okay. If you watch from season, if you watch season two through six anywhere now, Paula Cole does not sing the intro song. No, yeah. it's farted in your hand now. So you're going to be very upset. Farted in my hand. What because honestly, when you think go? my head is in the clouds. What is they? What does they actually say? What do the they actually say? Ah, Heart it, is in my hands. Okay. Okay, that makes sense. Heart is in my hands, the head is in the clouds. But everyone knows Dawson's Creek is, I don't want to wait for my life to be over. I want to know by now, what will it be? 
but so but unfortunately if you're starting now that's not gonna happen anyway it's only gonna be one season and then no paula cole i guess paula cole was a bitch about them royalties and and they were like no thank you that song was iconic because of dawson's creek i guess so anyway i want to end this with um rest in peace herschel rest in peace scott wilson rest in peace jen lindley rest in peace Heath ledger rest in peace Heath ledger paul walker rest in peace paul walker (laughs) charlie rest in peace charlie son and jen rest in peace all of those in tv history that we have lost Mm -mm. we didn't get into er because um who cares jenny hates medical (laughs) traumas but uh there's so much more i wasn't prepared casey didn't tell me (sighs) i feel like there's a lot of people i've left unsaid yeah and we'll have a part two okay (laughs) all right good i miss you jen lindley I'm like both of your gens are saying we miss you too, but, but like, also I do miss talk to you every day. I love you so much, Lindley. Come back. Oh, she's fine. She died. It's fine. She didn't believe in God. She's in hell. Oh. Sorry, Grams. <laughs> Just Grams. kidding, guys. Jennifer's in hell now. <laughs> Here's my tray of Graham crackers. Okay, Grams is probably dead. Definitely dead. <laughs> God, this is going to be one of those uneditable so episodes. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be rough. I'll just do it again. Have so much fun. Okay. So, do you want me to wrap it up? Okay. Because so, to wrap things Stay up. Stay next to the ocean. Because <laughs> the ocean teaches you to drink. <laughs> Go binge a new series because it all ends in a funeral. Bye. 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 Funeral Stories is produced by Seth and Molino, and music is by John Pope. Check out our website and blog by going to www.funeralstories.com and follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Funeral Stories and on Instagram at Funeral underscore Stories. Donate to our cause on Patreon to unlock subscriber rewards. And please don't forget to send your funeral stories to funeralstoriespodcast at gmail.com or hello at funeralstories.com. Rate, review, and subscribe on Apple iTunes and listen on your preferred podcasting service. Thanks, guys. Bye.